What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast. We are, of course, presented by the American Raptors. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free ticket for this upcoming season. If you can't make the game, AmericanRaptors.com will be streaming all of them from their website. Don't miss their last home game of 2022 versus St. Mary's College. It takes place 1 p.m. tomorrow, November 5th at Infinity Park Stadium. Gates will be opening at 10.30 a.m. for the Curtain Razor match, which is the Water Dogs versus St. Mary's College B team at 11 a.m. Again, AmericanRaptors.com. Check out the DMVR Rugby Podcast. Colton Strickler, as you covered, on all things rugby. My name is Jake Schwanitz. A lot of information to get into today. Um, so let's get after it, actually. We're going to start talking about realignment the Pac-12, the media deals, and a potential new member joining the conference. After that, we'll get into the Oregon preview. Um, and then a little bonus segment at the end of the show. Um, we'll get to that when we get there. But first, starting off with some pretty big news coming out from the Big 12. They got their new media rights deal. But For me to tell the full story that I want to tell, we're going to go back to October 8th. This is the date that the Pac-12's media rights expired and hit the open market. Um, They had the first chance to negotiate with ESPN and Fox Sports, who are the current providers, uh, TV providers for the Pac-12's current deal. On October 8th, uh, that exclusive window to negotiate and uh, or renegotiate, I should say, with the ESPN and Fox Sports ended. That allowed the Pac-12 to negotiate with whichever outlet, uh, media company, or streaming service they want to. Now they uh, potentially have been talking to Amazon Prime. ESPN's still in the conversation, but it opens up their media deal. This is actually good news for the Pac-12. Um, more bidders should drive up the price. And with the news coming out about the uh, Big 12's media deal, it was a six-year deal worth $2.28 billion. This came out on Halloween. Um, so Monday to start the week about the Big 12's media rate deal. This is good for the Pac-12. It's... An interesting time because uh, realignment has been something a lot of people have been worried about with the Pac-12, with USC and UCLA leaving the conference. UCLA may be a little bit of case of uh, cold feet there, but it seemed like the death of the conference was going to come fairly quickly, a lot quicker than many people, I guess, originally thought. But I'm going to read a little bit from this article here from the Sports Business Journal Um, Just Pac-12 deal rumors from John Auerland. Some interesting information from this. I'll read this one real quick. Pac-12 officials' initial reaction when they heard of the Big 12's deal was relief. Big 12 schools each will receive around $31 million per school as part of the deal, and Pac-12 officials are optimistic that they will be able to eclipse that figure. That is huge news. And something... That should not be taken lightly. Uh, going back to the some of the uh, the open market stuff with this deal, one reason for the optimism is that is the fact that the Pac-12 has its rights in the open market. We already talked about that. The Big 12 
could not have hit the open market until 2024, which is why their deal with uh, ESPN and Fox Sports was renewed. Uh, They did not get to negotiate with Amazon or any of the other potential suitors, including Apple, uh, Fox and Warner Brothers, Discovery. Um, The theory is that the presence of multiple series bidders will help drive the price up, something that the Pac-12 has in their favor. Also, in relation to this, it seems like the Pac-12 has reached out or maybe they aren't the one that reached out. Maybe it was San Diego State. But the Pac-12 and San Diego State have been in ongoing communications, quote-unquote, for the university to join the conference. Uh, this is also interesting because the Big 12, with that deal that they just signed, they have a clause where they could have uh, an expansion clause where if someone else joins the conference they are going to they get another part of that media deal at that percentage but um, this is from John Consano his website he spoke to Bob Thompson the former president of Fox Sports Network he says networks hate those clauses basically the Big 12 doesn't get any guaranteed extra money for adding San Diego State it's not automatic And if they add a Power 5 member, they'd only get 63%. The current members would have to take a haircut. That helps the Pac-12. Interesting news there. Um, San Diego State has been one of those schools that has been rumored to try and find a new conference with uh, realignment or restructuring, whatever the hell you want to call it at this point. Uh, Tim Walsh, this is the managing director Um, of a management company that has been working with San Diego State to help out their negotiations when it comes to realignment. Um, He, their managing director, Tim Walsh, is someone who's had experience with this before. Um, Jim Delaney spent three decades as the commissioner of the Big Ten Conference. He retired and left his post in early 2020. And he launched this consulting business, Huron's Managing. So San Diego State, obviously being very aggressive um, in terms of their position in realignment. And it seems that their school, I mean, obviously they've been making investments. They got the new stadium, Snapdragon Stadium. Um, They've been selling out these founder suites um, and premium seating in that stadium. And then as a university... They have also made some changes to their school that have made them more attractive to the Pac-12, made them more attractive to the other conferences. Um, They added some doctorate program they couldn't add for over 100 years. Um, This is San Diego State's been a 125-year-old university. Um, They've been limited by this law that requires California State University's uh, institutions, sorry, to partner with doctoral degree granting institutions like the University of California. Uh, That law no longer in place or uh, something changed in that regard. And San Diego State is going to have a doctorate program. This also increases their uh, academic standing, obviously. Um, They've improved their facilities and it seems like they want out. So um, the fact that San Diego State um, and the Pac-12 have been rumored at this point, I think is very encouraging. Uh, George Kalakov, the Pac-12 commissioner, 
recently talked about um, the timeline for the Pac-12's media rights deal. Uh, I've seen stuff saying by the end of the year we could get news on this. So keep it tuned here. We'll see how it all shakes out. It's a very interesting time right now, as we all know, to be a college sports fan. Um, And realignment is just going to get uh, more exciting and more unpredictable as we move forward, it seems like. But some interesting information here. I wanted to share that with you guys. Real quick, before we move on to the preview for this weekend's football game, shout out to our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Um, so many great beers that they have. It's it's Vanilla Porter Junior season. It snowed last night if you're in the Denver area. So it's time to break out uh, your stouts, your porters, um, all those dark beers. And no one does it better than Breckenridge Brewery. Check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Broncos Country Pale Ale near you, to find a Vanilla Porter Junior near you, a Mountain Beach Sour. I have... I think I'm still going to be crushing Mountain Beach Sours um, through the winter. I, I am sorry. Maybe it's against the, the beer code of conduct to have a sour in the winter. I don't care. It's delicious. Uh, Strawberry Sky is awesome also. But check out that Broncos Country Pale Ale. Show off that colorful Colorado legacy with the Orange Crush logo and 100% Colorado ingredients. This will be your go-to for all of football season. Also, shout out. To our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, you guys already know what it is. They are an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Also, check out their stepped-up same-game parlays. Um, I've been on the bet show pretty often with RK, uh, traveling, going away to Europe for the Broncos game and a little bit of vacation. That's allowed me to get on the DMVR bet show. A little bit more this week, which has been fun with my guy Dre. Um, We've had some good days. We've had some not so good days. Uh, It is what it is. Um, But we are giving out great information on there. Of course, we play Guess the Lions every Tuesday, which is also good information just in perceiving the Lions and how you should see them. Anyways, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMVR. Make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Donate DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's get into the preview for Oregon. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I don't really know what to say at this point. It's Oregon uh, and it's the Buffs. Um, 31 and a half point favorites, the Ducks are. And let's just get into the offense here. Uh, They are led by Bo Nix, a transfer from Auburn. He's on pace to obliterate his career highs in every passing and rushing category. He's been responsible for at least three touchdowns per game in every game this season, but that opening game against Georgia, where they only put up three points. This year so far, he's at 72.3% completion. He's got 20 passing touchdowns, five interceptions. He did have two last week against Cal. That's something to take note of. 441 rushing yards on 60 attempts this year. That's a 7.4 yards per carry average and 11 rushing touchdowns. He has hit eight receivers for 10 plus receptions this year, really spreading the ball around and honestly just looks like a brand new quarterback compared to what we saw at Auburn. They are also led by a two-headed monster at running back with Marquise Irving and Noah Whittington. Irving at 89 carries this year for 568 yards and two touchdowns. He's also added... 16 receptions 
for 206 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Noah Whittington has been the guy. I think that's pop for me, though. 74 carries on the year, 70, 475 rushing yards and two touchdowns. They also have a stud wide receiver in Troy Franklin. He's Oregon's leading receiver with 38 interceptions, 595 yards, and five touchdowns. Um, he went a little bit quiet last week for Oregon, but this is a very talented player and able to pop off at any time. They also have one of, if not the best, offensive lines in the country, uh, anchored by center Alex Forsythe. He's a senior. He, This offensive line, actually, not he, has only allowed one sack all year, and oddly enough, it was against Stanford. Um, which is crazy. They are third in the nation behind Alabama and Army in rushing yards per carry at over five yards per carry. Um, the one sack that they've allowed all year is by far and away, I think, the best in college football. I think there might be a school or two with two or three, um, but no one else has one. They have been fantastic this year and keeping Bo Nix upright and really contributing to his big season so far. Um, some team stats, the Ducks are fifth in passing yards per game in the country at 290 per game. Um, the Buffs on defense are actually not bad in terms of their passing defense. They're 88th in passing yards against per game. It's at 246.5. They are ninth in rushing yards per game. The Ducks are at 235.8, but the Buffs somehow average more against on the ground. That still has them at 130th in rushing yards against per game, 237. The Ducks are fifth in the country in points per game at 42.4. And the Buffs, again, down near the bottom at 129th in points per game allowed with 39.1. The Ducks have the 16th best offense in terms of turnovers per game at 0.9, just under one per game. Um, the Buffs are 118th in turnovers forced per game with 1.0. Um I mean, it's uh, it's just probably going to be the Buffs' defense' toughest test so far. Oregon, just a team with tremendous team speed. Um, they've got veterans all over the field. They got a veteran quarterback who's playing the best ball of his career. They got Kenny Dillingham at offensive coordinator. He gets really creative in his calls and scheme. Uh, a potential Buffs candidate, someone who I was very impressed by when I read through a bunch of these candidates. Um. So it's, it's going to be a tough test. We'll see if this Buffs defense is able to step up. Um, but until they face, I mean, USC and Utah, this is going to be the best offense they've faced so far. It's just going to be a brutal month, guys, just being straight up. On the other side, the defensive side of the ball, the leading sack man is DJ Johnson. He is number two. Keep an eye out for him. He has six sacks on the year, seven and a half tackles for a loss, and 25 total tackles. He also has two passes defensed. Um, also on the other side, Brandon Dorless, number three, he only has two and a half sacks on the season, but he does have seven and a half tackles for a loss and 24 total tackles. The leading tackler is Bennett Williams, number four. Uh, he plays safety nickel, that slot position with 38 total tackles, one sack, three passes defense, two forced fumbles. Their second leading tackler is Noah Sewell. He's number one. Of course, the younger brother of Penesol, second leading tackler with 36 tackles, one sack, two and a half tackles for a loss, and two passes defensed. I feel like it's been sort of an underwhelming year for this linebacking core. Uh, Noah Sewell, 
someone who I was a big fan of over the last couple of years, just his ability to penetrate the line, get to the quarterback, create tackles for a loss. Haven't necessarily seen that too much this year uh, for whatever reason. Justin Flo, their big recruit at uh, the other big recruit at linebacker. Um, he's a third year freshman, as weird as, as, weird as that sounds. Um, also not having a super impressive season. Very talented defense. Of course, Christian Gonzalez, the former buff, transferred over before the season. He leads the team with seven passes defense. He also has one interception. The corner opposite of Gonzalez, uh, Traquise Bridges, has three interceptions, uh, also has the two passes defensed. Uh, it's a very good secondary. Their leading tackler and Williams is back there. They got Christian Gonzalez, one of the best corners in the country. And uh, Traquaze, Traquise, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, Bridges, um, also have been playing very well too. In terms of team stats, the, uh, the Buffs, in terms of offensive passing yards per game, 182.3. That's 115th in the nation. Good news, though, Oregon is 119th in passing yards against per game at 280.3. Uh, as I mentioned, defensively, just nothing near their potential or as good as people originally thought, but they have been stopping the run. The Buffs are 109th in rushing yards per game at 113. And the Ducks are 15th in the nation in rushing yards against per game with 106. So they have been good in that department. Uh, the Buffs near the bottom of the country again in points per game at 16.3. That's 126th in the nation. The Ducks are allowing 28.4 points per game. That is 82nd in the nation. We'll see if the Buffs are able to get close to that at all. 28 points. It would be... Um, other than last week against Arizona State, their best total by far. Um, we'll see if they are able to reach that 34-point total again this year. Hopefully so. That would make at least one of these games very entertaining and competitive in November if they are able to get to that 28-point mark. In terms of turnovers, the Buffs 106th in turnovers per game, averaging close to 2 at 1.9. The Ducks... Averaging close to a turnover and a half force per game. That is 80th in the country. It's actually 1.4 turnovers per game that they are averaging. Um, defensively, the buffs, when you talk about these team stats, suggest that they may not be able to run the ball as much, so it's going to be up to the passing game. Um, coach talked about JT Shrout and just his development and why... Um, he has been having these weird games where he's just not able to get these completion percentages really anywhere off the ground. Coach Sanford talked about Shrout on Tuesday. He said it's more about simplifying his pre-snap thought process and allowing his natural abilities as an elite arm talent player to take over. So um, you see that a lot. The quarterbacks kind of overwhelm themselves, try to outplay the defenses and the opposing teams in the mental game and sort of get too far ahead of themselves. Uh, seems like JT might be falling into that trap a little bit. Um, the secondary, while talented, you can pass on them. They are 119th, as we talked about, in the country in passing yards against. We'll see if Jordan Tyson and these guys are able to step up 
and have another big game. If you can get two of these receivers to get over 100 yards and really make an impact on the game, I think you have a chance to cause some chaos, maybe not win, but definitely cover. Let's talk about the Lions, actually. Um, And before we do that, though, I want to talk to you all about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. Um, They have been one of DMBR supporters from the very beginning. We've had countless fans and our own staff convert to Green Mountain Dental. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown in Lakewood. Dr. Ben and his team have you covered from general dentistry, like regular cleanings, orthodontics, such as removing those pesky wisdom wisdom teeth and everything in between. Tell the team that DMVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. If you mention DMVR Sports, also you get a free set of bleach trays. That's a $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. To make an appointment or find out more information, check out their website at greenmountaindentalgroup.com today. Again, shout out to those guys. Thank you so much for being a sponsor on the show. Let's talk about the lines though. 31 and a half point dogs the buffs are um obviously the highest that has been all year uh we'll see exactly how big it gets next week when they travel to usc and when they travel to salt lake or uh, actually utes are coming to boulder um, so that line may not be as big we'll see what happens with the washington line too the buffs plus 3500 on the money line um I'm not going to tell you what you can or can't do with your money, but you are crazy if you put money on that. The first half line is 18 and a half. First quarter line, oddly enough, only seven and a half. Um, with those big spreads, I feel like a seven and a half line for the first quarter is somewhat modest. Um, that's about it in terms of the lines, though. I will say in terms of the over-under at 63, I think you should take the over Oregon will score points on the buffs Um, but I think the buffs are going to have some success of themselves they've been getting a bunch of new players in all over the field it seems like they are getting Alex Fontenot back at running back it seems like Anthony Hankerson should be back at running back both those guys dressed last week coach Sanford kind of talking about how that's just part of the process for them to return uh, from their respective injuries Alex Fontenot dealing with that chest injury suffered from the Air Force game. Um, He has been practicing in a non-contact jersey. He finally shed that jersey this week. So we expect him to be ready to go. Um, They're going to need all the help they can get. I mean, this is a team that can really stuff the run. So any type of production they can get on the ground will be welcome. On to the bonus segment. Um, for if you made it this far to the end here on a Friday, chances are you are a diehard fan, and chances are you are also a member of the DMVR.com. Uh, if you've gone to our website, you've seen that we have a little bit of issues going on this week. I've still been throwing stuff up on there, but I understand if you don't want to visit the site at the moment with our current issues, pardon our dust, we are figuring that out. So with that being said, I'm going to kind of recap some of these articles that I wrote this week, give you guys a little bit more insight uh, into the team this week. First one, I put it up on the first um, Tuesday or Wednesday, can't remember what day it was at this point, but just explaining the NIL and the uh, Bus for Life Foundation, the NIL Collective, 
and uh, just what Coach Sanford had to say about that at his press conference. Um, I'm sure we'll hear more from him about this very soon. Uh, he said that we understand how badly people here want to win. The NIL Collective is a part of the puzzle. It's not the only part of the puzzle, but it is a large part of the puzzle. Um, I read you guys that quote on the Wednesday show about Sanford's insight in the recruiting game in his time in Colorado and how NIL has affected that. He talked about the retention of the roster being by far the most important thing. He said the retention of this, of this roster is by far the most important thing because we have some tremendous examples of growth. I want them to be compensated because the rest of the landscape of Power 5 football is doing as such. Jordan Tyson, one of those guys who has really stood out for the Buffs this year as a true freshman. One of those examples of growth. Owen McCown showed some signs of growth. Anthony Hankerson. Um, tons of new or um, young guys on the defensive side of the ball too. Those corners really grew up. Um, on Jordan Tyson, coach said, we've seen his growth. We've seen his maturity. You're seeing a lot of his labors come to fruition on game day. Um, and then I put up this article just yesterday, uh, why Colorado football is not intimidated by the Ducks. Um, it seems like the attitude and the vibe amongst the players and the coaching staff is very positive this week. Obviously, they're kind of walking into a buzzsaw going against Oregon. But the vibes have been good, actually. Um, I feel like a lot of this team is at peace with uh, where they are. They're just trying to go out, put out some tape, have fun. Um, you know, you know these things... Where we want to see this Colorado University at, where we want to see this football team at, you know, competing with Oregon in the near future. Um, it seems like everyone knows that they want to get on that path um, and that they can start that this weekend against Oregon by proving a bunch of people wrong and being able to run the ball on them, being able to cover that 31-point spread and potentially make this closer than many many people expect coach Sanford said it's all about ignoring the the noise outside and playing harder than our opponent and playing to our maximum potential that's what ultimately yielded the results defensively against Cal um, of course Oregon a much better team offensively but um, encouraging to hear these things from coach Sanford it really seems like he has changed the attitude of this football team and has them all believing in themselves enjoying playing the game of football um, don't know if that could really be said about the previous coach. Uh, I talked to offensive line coach Kyle Devan. He's just awesome. I love talking to this guy. He gives such great answers, such detailed answers. Um, on Oregon, he said this will be one of, if not the biggest challenge for us up front. We're not backing down. We're not going to show up scared. We're going to go out there and do our job. Each play is going to be a battle. And if we win enough battles, we can win a war. We spoke to left tackle Gerard Christian Lichtenhan, or Tank, as his nickname is known as, on Tuesday also. He said they definitely have, they being Oregon, they definitely have a strong edge presence. Their rush ends are pretty solid guys. We know that sometimes they can get out of position and we're going to capitalize on that. Uh, Jalen Sammy, the defensive player of the game, Mike Sanford announced um, for that Arizona State game. We talked to Jalen. He said, I look towards these big teams that we're going to face. It's just another opportunity to be an underdog and show them that we are not to be messed around with. Um, 
So encouraging vibes and words coming out of the program. We'll see exactly how that translates on game day this week. But just a little bonus segment there. Sorry that the site is having issues out of my control, out of a lot of our control, but we are working on it. Hopefully we have it back up soon. Keep it tuned here, guys. Uh, Lots of stuff going on in the very near future. Monday, we will do a Pac-12 recap. Um, I do not know if we will be exactly talking the basketball game on Monday just because it takes place in the evening. Uh, We will probably talk about it more so on Wednesday and Friday. Um, They do have another game, I believe, on Saturday or Sunday. Probably not Saturday um, with the Buffs. Well, Buffs play... Buffs football plays on Friday against USC. I don't know. We'll look at the schedule. We'll figure it out. Um, Anyways, keep it tuned to the site. I'll get a takeaways article posted for the basketball game at the very least. But we will talk about it on the show sometime in the future. Uh, Don't want to say or make any promises because I don't know. Um, But that's exciting. As I mentioned, we should have a guest next week. We should also have RK back. It is going to be a very exciting time to be a supporter and listener of the DMBR Buffs podcast. I'm excited to bring you guys that content. Uh, Saturday's game, yeah, it's at 1.30. If you're going to it, check out Game Time for some of the lowest ticket prices that you can find around you. Um, it's going to be fun. It'll be my first time seeing Oregon, which I'm actually looking forward to. I really hope the Buffs can make it somewhat competitive, though. Or it looks like we might be moving on to some draft scouting early at Folsom Field, which I don't want to do. I want to watch a close game. I feel like I'm rambling right now, um, so I'm going to head out. We are recording the draft pod right now after this. So if you manage to listen to this and you do not see the draft pod, it is going to be popping up right above this podcast. Um, If you do see the draft podcast in your feed, please listen to that show. Um, It's going to be a very good one with the Broncos getting that first round pick back. Uh, So we're going to do stuff with that. Shout out if you uh, kept up with me this week a couple times on the Broncos podcast. Um, Hopefully we are able to do that moving forward. Again, we have RK back next week. Just excited about that. It's going to be a fun time here at DMVR Buffs. Until Saturday evening after the uh, Buffs game against Oregon. My name is Jake Schwanitz. Let's go Buffs.